Sorry. Yeah. What is this? A picture? Where did you get this? Great. Ah, HS and health that uh, I'm not going to be implicated in this. You know, whoever made that, I'm flattered. I'm sure it's somebody I know. I just wish they knew how complex that was. And uh, furthermore, that I can't make that happen because I can't come back because I'm doing this. Which nobody knows because I haven't bothered to tell them. Maybe that's my fault. You know what? I said I was going to write an email to everybody. I never did that. You know what? We'll do a show. What's on the agenda today? Ukraine-Russia war? Ah. Mix it. Let's do the make Kachina great again hat and why that should not have been made. And how... Uh, Inconsiderate it is to do something like that without consulting me. Let's roll with that one. Yeah, let's go. Screw, screw the sponsors. All right, let's take a second out to get paid. Anchor.fm. This is the podcast wing of Spotify.com. This is what I am proud to call my home host platform. Anchor.fm slash rxan hyphen smith6 and that is where you'll hear the ryan smith podcast brainstorm daily guys i just want to say that anchor is uh of the was it 16 i lost count 16 stations that have picked me up what was that a horn yeah that was my 32nd horn guys i can count you know enough enough now you're going to rush me. 16 stations picked me up. Make it so I think all of them except iHeartRadio. I do not heart radio. They can uh, go heart themselves. Uh, Anchor.fm. You think about doing a podcast, you have anything interesting to say, you know, why don't you uh, give them a try? It's a great place to, uh, you know, work out your, uh, your muscles when you're just starting. And if you're uh, incredibly charismatic, intelligent, intriguing, and interesting, man, sponsorship. They, and they're shameless, though. They'll, they'll make their host plug them on their station, like what I'm doing right now. 90 seconds? Yeah, anchor.fm. Smith, get your umbrellas out and prepare for my brainstorm. Welcome to the Ryan Smith Podcast. Today is the 14th of March, 2022. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you had a great weekend. Today's uh, episode is going to be uh, selfishly dedicated to a issue that I would like to talk about. Not only was I not ready, um, two or three of you will know exactly who I'm talking about. I was told, I think I was actually screamed at, what are you doing here? Go home. 
you're not ready. And then sent to a doctor. And I'm not going to embarrass him, but uh, that this particular person knows who he is, and he has a couple of cohorts uh, in crime that said similar things to me. And what I want you guys to know is that, believe me, I've seen the footage. I, I felt the same way, whether the nights that you would come up to me like, wow, this is you, you're on point. And the nights that I'd be like, you okay? So you know, I felt the same every night. That's the strangest thing about a brain injury. But um, I do, uh, I do appreciate the. I'm, I'm talking to and one, one, one person in specific. I want to very, very much thank. Cause he got me hooked up with his doctor, and it uh, got my rehab off. Um, you know, when I finally started the correct way, it got it off on the right foot. You know, this guy knows exactly what he's doing. He has no workman's comp doctor trying to deny there was anything wrong with me. Which, by the way, was much of the problem. But uh, thank you. And give me a call. We'll go have, uh, have a drink some, uh, sometime. Because uh, believe me, I am 100% healthy and well. Thank you very much for your help and patience. Alright, but back to what I was saying. I know that every other issue is obviously dedicated to what I want to talk about also, but, you know, this is different. You'll see. Let me start off by saying, dear patrons, friends, guests of uh, Kachina Kalure in Cherry Creek, Denver, I want you to know that I am doing very well from my brain injury. And uh, I'm sure everybody is aware that I was attacked and had a bottle broken over my head on May 29th. And I'm sure you are also aware that I did attempt to come back and run the restaurant um, after a month break. I, I tried for three weeks, guys, and I promise you, it was difficult for me to get out of bed every single day. Some days I felt differently than others. It was, uh, it, I was just not ready. And um, don't forget, exactly um, 13 months earlier, I went through the front windshield of a vehicle. So when that happened, May 15th, we were in quarantine. I was in an Uber in the back seat. I remember thinking, how unlikely is it that I'm taking an Uber ride? And in the back seat, I still managed to go through the front windshield. And at a stoplight, nonetheless, we, we were stopped. Somebody hit us so hard <laughs> that it jolted me. And no, I was not wearing my seatbelt. I don't think you really needed to ask that, but I, I can hear you guys out there. And yes, I was wrong. And yes, I'm aware of it. And yes, sometimes I recall and put it on now. <laughs> Um, listen, what you guys don't know is that, yeah, you, you do know, I'll tell you right now. I believe it was June 1st, restaurants were reopened in 2020 after the quarantine. I was on a 90-day bed rest with a cracked skull. Um, I had to sign waivers to come back. The owner of that restaurant made it very, very clear to me that he thought I should take care of my health. You see, but we had a really 
odd situation. We were running a to-go joint for the past, uh, you know, a few months. We put in a brand new computer system. I did have someone that knew the computer system well for the to-go part, but I wrote the computer system myself. Uh, people had to take certification tests and manuals had to be written. As I, I don't, I'm sure I don't have to tell you guys that I didn't have uh, a bunch of layers of managers under me that did those types of things. Very much that place was run by a kitchen manager in the back of the house and Venanzio and myself. And everyone else that had some type of shift leader management title, they did just that. They led the shift and they made sure that things didn't get out of hand. But when it came to... Uh, writing a 70-page return-to-work manual from a pandemic, you know, it was a challenge. It would be cruel to have somebody besides myself do it. And, uh, yeah, and it was a stupid decision. And, you know, you never, you never put your, uh, your job before your health, but I'm sure we've all done it before, and I did it then. I was not... I guess I was not aware at the time that where I'm from, New Jersey, I, I'm still not, they say we're hard-headed. I, I mean, it's news to me. I still don't believe it. I, uh, I got to tell you guys that you would need the National Guard to keep me out of that door when it reopened. There is no way that I was going to uh, not lead that team of people into uh, you know, the first day back. When some of the rules we were following, Venanzu and I sat there for hours interpreting them because they were so, so hard to understand. And then when we, we knew in our head from what we'd been doing, that they were going to change every week. <laughs> and we were going to have to adapt, adapt, adapt. I tried to, to uh, think about my health. But you know what? I would have been a nutcase at home worrying about the place. So I did what I did, and luckily, um, you know, it was uh, it was a it was a rough transition back. I ended up having to take a week off and, and then come back again. But finally, uh, the crack in my skull healed, and I was fine. So uh, fast forward a about a year, and uh, it's a Saturday night. I remember Mother's Day was the uh, week before, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, we had a really good Mother's Day. And thank you guys for coming out, by the way. It was a very big challenge with the social distancing. I remember looking at Venanzio, actually, during the whole thing. You know, we, we knew he called me that night, I remember. And it's, uh, it's not like, again, New Jersey, New York, it's not like us to call and say, hey, you did a really good job. That's not what we do. But him and I also don't call each other after work to chit-chat. We don't do that either. But that was, uh, that was a very, very busy day. And what him and I said without saying it to each other was, you know, we ran the place with two of us and 30 employees running around doing everything except what we had planned. The execution was not what we wanted, but 
he held the back of the house together, I held the front of the house together, and I don't believe the guest experience was affected at all. So uh, somebody I talk to on the phone regularly to this day, and we'll get to that in a moment, <clears throat> for him to call me after she, he knew I worked the day with a 103 fever. He knew that, but you know, see, that's what you guys don't understand. That's not a big deal in what we in our business either. We do that all the time. When you reach a certain level of importance in the restaurant, not coming in on the biggest day of the year is not really an option. I mean, of course, uh, certain things would make it impossible, I suppose. But uh, no matter how sick I felt, he took me. He gave me a COVID test in his office as long as I wasn't endangering the guests. Um, and good thing we were wearing masks, and I wasn't handling food. I was working. So he called me that night pretty much to tell me thank you. And it wasn't just for that night. I think it was for the, you know, for the that night, and we had just got restaffed for the 50th time since we reopened because of this ridiculous entitled server issue that uh, restaurants, I'm sure, patrons, you've realized service isn't quite what it was, is it now? But uh, it, that was his way of telling me that he really appreciated that. And it was actually the first time me and him got to really work together because he, he handles the mornings, I handle the nights. But what we both knew <laughs> is if either of us would have taken our eye off the ball for one minute that day, it would have fallen apart. And that's what I want you guys to understand about that industry. I don't think anyone ever will unless they work in it. It's it's that that volatile. You know, slim profit margins. You want a fun exercise? Everybody thinks how much money we have. We should Google average restaurant profit, profit margin. Google it. Go ahead. If you're interested, you'll find out and be shocked. And I'm sure, ask me, is that possible? Yes, it's possible and it's true. And uh, the difference between that number you see and a mom and pop surviving these days is watching every single labor hour, every single dollar, and paying attention to every single detail while executing in a very consistent manner every single day. So sure, our profit margin is a couple of points higher than that, but here's what you need to know. If it isn't, we're dead. You can't be a mom and pop today and have the average profit margin. Don't forget, 80% of restaurants are restaurant groups are corporate. You have to almost double the average if you want to survive because they don't even, you're competitive. We're dealing with in Cherry Creek, just so you know, what I have dealt with, with Venanzio since the day I stepped on board that ship was an entire neighborhood in which we were the only restaurant of our caliber that was privately owned. That's it. I believe, I can't remember, I think there was one that went out of business that was also privately owned. I don't know. But uh, anywhere else that, you know, you go in and you see the owner working there, it's not a uh, 4,700 square foot, beautiful, fine, casual uh, dining establishment. It might be a Chinese restaurant. It might be a coffee shop. It might be a bakery, but it's not that. 
So, uh, you know, that, that job is a lifestyle. So, there's your update on what actually happened. And just so you know, when I came back in July, it took three weeks to the day, July 21st. I just, it was evident that I just wasn't myself. I could not execute in a way. It, 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 and I, it's hard for anyone to understand this. It doesn't matter if that way is good enough. Nobody could imagine what it felt like to work at 75% when you're giving it 120% and in pain the whole time. What that does to your, uh, you know, to your attitude, to your, your uh, reasoning skills, to everything, it is incalculable. So, um, I want you to know that I saw something today that I believe was a tribute to me and some type of, and I, I, don't, mind, I don't mind saying this out loud, and I'm, I'm very aware that I am probably talking to someone that I consider a friend. Whoever took the time to make these hats, that's pathetic. It's pathetic, and it shows a gross misunderstanding of my relationship with Venanzio and with that establishment. Venanzio's been like a father to me since I moved to Colorado. And trust me, he's married to that restaurant. So I guess the restaurant's been like a mother to me. So both of us approached it the same. And uh, for you guys to think, because you're listening to rumors of other people, that I, 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 don't, I, I guess you guys forgot that I came back for three weeks. I, I think you are aware that, uh, you know, with the job that I did, that I'm not quite the type of employee that you fire right? I would have certainly had to do something absolutely insane to be fired. But everybody seems to believe rumors. I think that most of you did call me and did learn that I was opening my own spot. And uh, just so you know, it is a very new age restaurant concept. It delivers to your door. You cannot go in and you cannot advertise the name of your establishment. Yeah. So that's another story. This is not a promotion for that. Guys, I left because I had to. I had to. And every single day after I left, I was with Venanzio on the phone or in person and with people that were going to be assuming all the responsibilities I had. I think it took us until September, if I remember correctly. It took us until September. You know, it was a long, you know, yeah, I, I, sh I uh, unfortunately did not have people under me that I could delegate things to who were willing to take on that task with the seriousness that it required. And, uh, you know, in a lot of ways that's good. And a lot of maybe a lot of ways that's just my style. I, I like to delegate as many things as possible except for the really important things that keep the business running. So unfortunately, when I leave, vacuum. That is nothing. That says nothing about the ability of anyone else on planet Earth. That speaks completely to the way I ran the ship. When I run a place, if, this, if a decision is made or a procedure is done that is crucial to the outcome of the business's success or failure, I'm going to do it myself.
I'm going to have my own process. And uh, I report to the founding owner of the restaurant, you know, who I said is like a father to me. I've been a partner in crime since I moved to Colorado. And, uh, you know, he didn't need me to tell him how I typed things into spreadsheets and which spreadsheet I used. And why would he? Don't you think 20 years earned him the right to uh, pass that baton? Shit. Six years makes me feel like uh, I was the president. (laughs) I I have no idea how he's still going in there. But, uh, guys, that was probably one of the smoothest transitions of power you could ever have. I can't help it, and he can't help it, if the person who takes over does not have the experience that I have and is not from the area of the country that we're from, which, by the way, the special little thing that you guys feel in Kachina is that New York, New Jersey touch. And you don't believe that, but it is. We work so hard and we give it everything and you know, that's why you get the wise crack jokes and the you know and the uh, unorthodox management styles. But we also everything that we do we do it with love. We always did. And I want you to uh, listen to me very clearly right now. You are listening to a 100% recovered, healthy person that is telling you on my podcast, which is sponsored by a pharmaceutical company that Venanzio paid for to get my head special experimental treatment because nothing was working. So when I went to Cherry Creek today and I saw the MAGA hats, the Make America Great Again hats. And they replaced America with Kachina. And then they had my name with the American flag on the side. It says, bring Ryan back. Guys, first of all, Ryan's not coming back. So if you bring Ryan back, you're going to be kidnapping him. Uh, it's my choice. I very much regret that there isn't a perfect way to end my relationship with all of you, though. I can tell you that. Um, But when you work yourself to the point where you just, you know, suddenly have to leave the building because of uh, injury and the way it's making you act and feel. I mean, that's how many of you have fallen on your face during a shift. You know, multiple times in the same day and kept getting up until finally you wake up in the hospital. And that's when I had to admit it to myself. I I can't. I tried. I tried harder than anyone on earth would have tried because it's not that important. And I am aware of that. And I just want you to know that Benanzio told me that the entire time. He said to me, yeah, I'll figure it out. You know, you keep forgetting what I've accomplished and I've been through this before. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying I'm going to find someone better than you or that I like better than you. But I'm going to get by. And you need to understand that if you kill yourself trying to uh, work for me, that's going to hurt me a lot more. So the man went out and found me a doctor that gave me an experimental treatment that after nine months of uh, post-concussion syndrome. I'm sorry. Six, seven, nine, nine, nine. It was seven months. 
seven months because it was almost New Year's Eve. Usually post-concussion syndrome clears up between two weeks and 30 days. Very extreme cases, it can last 60 to 90 days. When you go over 90 days, um, and you, I'll put it this way, every single person that they have diagnosed with uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, the last concussion they sustained, they reported symptoms after 90 days. Um, and obviously, uh, if you're familiar with the CTE, you know that not one of those people are alive. And they all died pretty horrible deaths. And I believe almost all of them were suicide because the pain is that bad. And I can tell you that I get it. <laughs> so make Kachina great again. Here's what I can say. The man that owns Kachina made it great again by giving me a chance to have the opportunity to be the one person that doesn't end up a statistic. And uh, that's true. I have no guarantee that this will come back, but let's just say because of the details I know about the treatment that I underwent, I, I know that it's experimental for a reason, and I know that it had its risks, but it's undeniable the way I feel right now. Just to inform you guys, I am very well. My to-go restaurant is doing fantastic. As a matter of fact, I've just hired a general manager because I am doing consulting and it's keeping me too busy. The sponsorship from this podcast financially is enough to sustain me alone. And guys, by the way, if I will, since I've addressed this, let me plug my podcast here. <laughs> Brainstorm, the Ryan Smith podcast. Check it out. YouTube.com slash rsmithnow or anchor.fm slash rxan hyphen smith6. I will, uh, I will be putting it in the description and in the email. And that's going to be how you guys pay me back for wearing hats that say that and having to have me think, what if that man thinks I had something to do with that? Because the thing is, is I, had to, I had to call him. I just assumed that if I saw it, he saw it. He didn't even see it. So there's a chance that somebody made a dozen of them, and none of you are going to go in there, but I just... I just can't imagine what would be going. Like I said, I know it's somebody that has to be close to me. Guys, I, I love you. You know, like, uh, you're a great guest. I had so much fun with you there. But w what would be the purpose of that? Are you gonna, do, you think that, do you think that this man, after you know, 30 years in making food and serving you, in, you know, at the level that he does, do you think he deserves to have to stare at that, knowing that you have no idea what really happened? And by the way, if you would have asked, you would have gotten enough to know that <laughs> it, it's not he push, him pushing me out. That is the reason I'm not there. Furthermore, I also lost my entire staff before I left. I think when I left, there were three people who I had hired. I was out a month. They all left. It, it's not about me. I, if I would have 
transitioned the restaurant in the exact way we did with the entire staff that was in place prior, no problem. I truly believe. You know why? The same reason we survived during quarantine. Venanzio had me, he didn't want to do it, but he, had, he, he stayed open. He had me, I set up the to-go program, and he asked questions, and he learned. And uh, that's a lot to ask. <laughs> that was really hard. Guys, that was a really hard few months during quarantine. But, uh, you know. So as for the podcast, yes, I'm sure you guys are all very surprised to learn that I speak uh, six days a week for three hours a day. That's right. I really do that. The reason it's done like that is because I have two topics a day that I talk about, and I do a one-hour-long listener interaction session. So, like I said, again, thank you to Kachina Kalore for providing me the care necessary to get me to the place that got me to the place I never would have imagined in my wildest dreams will most likely be you know, the last place I professionally work. Every other business that I'm involved with, I own. I don't put much time in there. You know, you guys know me. Can you believe that they paid for me to talk? Oh my God. They pay me to talk. Try to negotiate an hourly wage and they wouldn't go for it. But, hey, like I said, that they don't have that much money. But anyway, so, I operate my show, so you are aware, in the Metaspace, okay, the Metaverse. I know you guys have heard the term, I know that you are aware Facebook has a Metaverse. It's much more complex than that uh, Facebook is involved, but uh, I'm, guessing the, I'm guessing that the Cherry Creek crowd and the patrons of Kachina Kalore are not getting most of their entertainment, media, from anywhere in the metasphere, in the metasphere, I always call it the metasphere, so, you know, if we're being honest, I do it to aggravate them, because I know that they're not going to cancel me, and I like to say things like that, just to test how much power I have, like I'm doing right now, just like today's, uh, we were supposed to talk, what's, what's on the agenda today, Ukraine and Russia, and, what does this say, healthcare availability, okay, um, yeah, well, this is what I'm doing instead. Not much different than Kachina, right? <laughs> I told you, I run my own show. But now I do it quite literally. But, guys, I do have a place where you can listen to me. I have been syndicated. I mean, I'm on, uh, I don't know if syndicated is the word. I have about 13 different podcast companies that pay me to, uh, to put my show on, so... Whatever one you use, just search for me. You'll find me. Um, but uh, I guess most people use Spotify, I would imagine. Uh, if you um, go to anchor.fm, that's Spotify's podcast. Uh, that's their uh, podcast-specific uh, branch, anchor.fm. And then uh, you'll see, just like in the description, I spell my name R-X-A-N. And no, that's not a reference to prescription medication. Whoever said that, um, if you don't happen to know, Ryan Smith is not a very 
easy username to find. But uh, we always, just like this thing with the hats, we always like to make things so much more complicated than they are. So it's Ryan-Smith6, anchor.fm slash Ryan-Smith6. I may legally change my name to Ryan with an X because of some contracts that were signed. <laughs> Unless I don't want to cash the checks. But it also uh, solve that problem. No one will have the same name as me then. As a matter of fact, every segment we have a guest interaction question on Anchor. Why don't you guys go in there and the question today will be, should you change your name to RXAN or keep it the way it is? And if you tell me not to, I want you to call me and I want you to give me a reason not to. Don't say, Brian, that's ridiculous. I don't want anyone to sound like my mother or my father and say, because I said so. Okay, I'm serious. What if I said I have $80,000 check written out to RXAM and it sucks being named John Doe for your whole life. <laughs> I can never get my username because it's a very technological world and I want to be RXAM. Maybe. If not, you're going to know me as the artist formerly known as RXAM Smith. Guys, thank you for listening to this. I really, really hope to see some of you soon. I still have a cell phone. Give me a call. All right, guys. Take it easy. And, by the way, I miss all of you. I really do. And I miss uh, running the floor of that restaurant. If there was a way I could do two things, that would definitely be the second one. There's no doubt. All right. Love you guys. Thank you.